Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome and thank you for listening to this, the 200th episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. You know, Laura doesn't think it's a very big deal that we got to 200, but I think it's baller. We started this podcast in my living room about three and a half years ago. We had no idea where we're headed. And here we are, episode 200. Can't even believe it. It turns out we have listeners in 133 countries. I didn't even know there were 133 countries. Laura and I are both from the Pacific Northwest, but we have twice as many listeners in Texas than we do in Washington State. So hello, Texas. Also, hello, Alaska. We have two listeners in Juneau, Alaska, or maybe we have one listener who downloaded us twice. I want to welcome everyone in Texas and everyone in Alaska and everyone in 133 countries. Also want to welcome Julie specifically, who asked me not to give her a shout out, but I'm giving it to her anyway. I just can't thank you all enough for helping us get this far. Please do continue to share Marriage Therapy Radio with your friends and your family. Please do follow us on the Instagram. We're chasing 2,022 followers in 2022. Hopefully we'll get there soon. Um, also do rate us on Spotify or on Apple podcasts. All of that helps us continue to bring you the best insights we have into relationships and how they work and how they don't. Um, in this episode, we bring you another pro tip from Chad, throwing a couple dad jokes. We talk about, uh, some stuff that's on Laura's mind, which is always an adventure. Um, and again, I just want to say thank you for joining us. Thanks for supporting marriage therapy radio for 200 episodes. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing what's next. For now, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I'm going to learn how to swim. What's that? I'm going to learn how to swim. Why? Don't you know how to swim? Mm, I mean, (laughs) I know how to get into water and not drown. Okay. Yeah, learning how to swim is good. Yeah. I actually, (laughs) this was kind of interesting. So Bend, Oregon is like ripe with all of these amazing athletes And like, they're all professional ex Olympic athletes. And (laughs) I'm just, I'm working my network. I'm like, Hey, do you know any swim, swim coaches? Like somebody who can teach me how to swim. And I'm guessing because I'm generally athletic, people assume that I'm looking for like, I don't know. I'm literally looking for somebody to teach me how to swim like a five-year-old and people keep sending me to these like Olympic athlete trainers. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I actually need to know how to put my face in the water and blow bubbles like a five-year-old. I need somebody to put their hands under my belly and we're under my back. Teach me how to back float all the things. Well, those people do know how to swim. They do know how to teach swimming too. They do know how to teach swimming. I I don't know. I mean, hashtag don't die in the water. But I am excited because I just put on my whiteboard, this is the year I've decided like what my focus is this year. This is the year of like 
really actually competing in mm. running half marathons. I've got maybe four half marathons signed up. I signed up for the Hood to Coast, which mm. is my first like group run, which would be really fun. And okay. I'm going to do my first triathlon this year, the Dishes right Dash. So cool. Excited. Yeah. There's a, um, y- you might, this is an interesting conversation sometimes I have with people, which is uh, sometimes people exercise and they, they race to train or they train to race. Okay. So like I'm a race to train person. So I'll put oh. like a marathon on the calendar and then that's why I will run for six months. Right. Versus no, I have a that's- marathon and I need, and I, and I want to win. So I need to train to win that marathon. So it's an interesting, mm. it's an interesting sort of motivation source kind of question for people. Yeah. I have never, I had that experience the other day in my running group talking to this gal and I mean, I was trying to get her to do most of the talking because I was like hyperventilating, trying to keep up with her. And that's the trick is like, get the people around you talking so that they don't understand how out of breath you are and how you're running at a 90% and they're at like a 40% with like an easy casual conversation. And she was telling me how she's like, yeah, I think I might do an ultra. I was like, that's so great. And she's like, but I'm not going to race it. I mean, I think I'm just going to do it for fun. And I'm, I have never had the mentality of racing to actually like compete yeah. to try and beat people. This is like her very first half marathon. She went out and she did um, one of the most difficult half marathons in the area. Um, Smith Rock. If you know Smith Rock, it's like... I don't a lot of elevation gain and she took second her very first time. So homegirls got some talent. I didn't even realize that you were recording. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hi. Hi. It's nice to catch up with you. And well, it's funny. I have a client. Recording. I have a client who like regularly listens to the podcast now. And he was like, he came in the other day and he was like, yeah, that last podcast, it was really, really good. Well, not the first part. That was a train wreck. You guys were all over the place. But then the second part was really, and I was like, what no, that's part? Gen- Do you that's remember generally which? how it goes. Yeah. I think it was the part about how you didn't know who, uh, Dr. Strange was. Oh, well, nope. Yeah. And you still don't know. Hey, nope. Today is our 200th episode. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You don't care. It's just really interesting to look back at like where (laughs) maybe this is like a metaphor for marriage, how excited I was to start the (laughs) podcast, however many years ago, 200 episodes ago. And now (laughs) I was preparing. It was, um, I mean, we've definitely swapped roles. Like for a while, I feel like I kind of took the lead. Um, and now you are definitely like the one that's lining up our, it seems like you're interested in lining up the people who are on, like our guests, you have a vision. They're just people I want to talk to. So I talk to them. Yeah. Well, still holding the candle for Jake Gyllenhaal. I was listening to some of our earliest episodes, by the way. And I like four years ago was mentioning Jake Gyllenhaal. So yeah. still holding yeah. the candle. Um, I had some new clients come in the other day and I was asking them, like, you know, I a little was louder. Just, Can't even hear you. Sorry. I had some new clients come in the other day and I, and I always start exactly the same way. I say, how can I be of help? Right. And, um, this time I was like, what brings you in today? I don't know why I said that, but I was like, hmm. what brings you in today? And she jumped in right away. She was like, I cannot do this anymore. I can't handle this. Like this guy mm-hmm. is driving me crazy. And I said, what's the problem? She said, he's so literal about everything all the time. Do you know these people? Yeah. So I turned to him, I said, what brings you in today? And he said, my truck. <laughs> That's good. You haven't had like good. Hold on. We had, I had a gal who sent us, um, 
she was like, Hey, I want you to talk about this on the podcast. But she also then replied back with a dad joke and I'm going to see if I can find it and I'll, I'll drop the dad. joke. I will tell you another story though. This is a real client. And I was thinking about this whole idea of uh, pro tips from Chad. Uh huh. And, uh, it was like the next day these guys were in my office and I was so excited because I, these, this one couple, they, they are so earnest. Like they're just really going for it. And I think there's something about this. I had a couple of yesterday ask me like, what kind of clients do well with me and what kind of clients don't. And I think you have to be like committed to the work, even if you don't know what the work is. Mm-hmm. So these guys were sitting there. They, the last time they were in my office, they were screaming at each other. Literally, like I had to be like, can you not slam my door? And can you wait five minutes? And I'm going to like, I had to do a little bit of like a peacekeeping and sort of send them home in the same car. She's like, oh. you can get an Uber if you want or whatever. So it ended really badly. They came back in. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I said, so what went on? And they started describing their week. And she, she goes, she goes, you know, yeah, yesterday you did real good. He goes, I don't even remember what I did. She goes, well, I was just, I was just sitting there crying and you just listened to me. Mm. And I said, he goes, I guess, I guess the reason I don't know, remember what I did is I didn't do anything worth remembering. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. And I said, he said, I guess I should just keep doing that. Yeah. And I think we're done here. I was like, we're, uh-huh. we're good. You, you guys I think can go home. we figured that part out. <laughs> but I think, you know, just in terms of like, whether it's pro tips from Chad or, or being earnest as part of your process, or even just the lesson that's hidden in there about just listening sometimes, it was so sweet to have them kind of wrap their head around it and have their own aha moment about all I did was not try to fix it or get upset mm-hmm. or make you mm-hmm. not feel that thing anymore. So. Um, okay. So you're bringing up something that I am spending like quite a bit of time uh engaging in with this most recent uh, class that I'm taking because I'm still in school. At sex school? Sex school. Um, and this is this is all about, about polyvagal theory. Are you familiar with polyvagal theory? Do you talk about it? Do you use it? Uh, nope. Okay. So you do use it in some terminology in your work when we, you talk about emotional flooding. Okay. But I like, are you game for me to just kind of walk you through sort of some of this idea and I like our our clients, our listeners can kind of go through it as well. Is it boring? Um, I don't think it's boring actually. If it's not boring, then I'm game to listen to you talk about it. Okay. I mean, I'm going to, it's interactive. I'm going to like, Oh wait, do I have to like touch things with my hands again and like have like like emotional (laughs) feelings? No. Well, you are going to tap into some emotions uh, as you touch your, your orange. No. Okay. So here's what, here's actually what I do want you to do though. I do want you to get a piece of paper and on the piece of paper. I know. Okay. So maybe not get a piece of paper, but are you game? Do I have to write things down? Yeah. I have to stand up and go somewhere and get paper and a pen and come back. Okay. We have a producer that that can pause this. Yeah. This is what my clients look like when I'm like, Hey, remember when I told you that we're going to do exercises and that you always need to bring your notepad and note paper. And then I tell them, okay, you got your stuff. And they're like, Laura. I'm back. Okay. So, Oh, Hey, by the way, sorry. Uh, I want to talk about that. I'm back, but I'll talk about it at the end. Okay. 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 So here's what I want you to do. I want for you to just draw a ladder. It's like a ladder going up and down your piece of paper. It's going to be vertical. How many ladder. rungs does the ladder have? You have a rung at the top, rung in the middle, rung in the, at the very bottom, and maybe some rungs in between them. And 
what I want you to imagine is that this ladder is basically representing how you um, are feeling on just like a daily basis. At the very top of the ladder is going to be when you're feeling, and you've used this terminology before, when you're feeling sort of in your happy place, you're, you're happy, you're content, you're relaxed. But more importantly, when you're in that space, you are able to connect and you have a desire to connect with other people. When you're in your best brain. When you're in your best brain. Exactly. So this top rung, I want you to name, like, what is the name that Zach gives when he is, how would you describe yourself when you are at that top rung, when you're peaceful, you are feeling connected to other people? I'm totally Zen. You're Zen. Sure. All right. What color would you give? Like, what do you imagine your Zen space being? Or it's like the color of the sky. The color of the sky. So Blue. gray. Yeah. Blue. Okay. Just checking. You're in Seattle. It's gray. I just wanted to like remind you that it's lame in Seattle. I really appreciate that. All right. Color of the sky is blue. Here's another thing I'm kind of curious about is like, what, like, how would you describe your body sensations when you are at the top, when you're in your Zen space? I, um, I'm mostly, I don't feel my body when I'm in my Zen space. Okay. My back doesn't hurt. My neck doesn't hurt. I'm not tired. I don't have like droopy. Would you describe yourself as, so you're pain free? No, I just don't feel my body. You don't feel your body. Yeah. So there's like an awareness of your body when you're in other areas of your ladder, sure. other rungs. It's okay. kind of like, you know how they, we've said that thing before about how nobody complains about not having a toothache? Yeah. It's like that. I'm just, I don't feel any, I don't feel my body. I don't, yeah, that's what okay, I Okay, and then you said you don't feel tired, but do you feel energized? And I just feel like me. I just feel regular, regular, mm, regular, regular. Interesting. Okay, the way you're describing it though is very interesting when you're like, I just feel like me, which to me is telling me that you spend a lot of time in your Zen space. If this is your normal, cause that's what I'm getting you're describing. Good. I'm getting good at it. You're sure. getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I want you to move down the rung and I want you to imagine that something has like activated you in some sort of way. Are you, okay. you're so bored with me right now. <laughs> why are you, why? No, this I is exciting. This. this is exciting. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You, Sorry. Okay. So, uh, something's activated me. Like I got a text saying, hurry up. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So you're yeah. feeling kind of activated and yep. you're basically like moving out of your happy place and you're moving into more of an like an activated something inside of you. I mean, this is where like anxiety kind of hangs out a little bit. Um, okay. So what would you call this space that you live in? Uh, I would call it um, bleh. Bleh? Yeah. All right. Bleh. And what color would you give it? It's like a mossy green. A mossy green. And then where do you start to feel this activation in your body? So before you went from not feeling your body. Usually in my neck, sometimes in my actual chest. Okay. Um, and maybe my, maybe my lower back. Lower back. Do you know where I feel it? Is I stop I breathing. I stop like taking mm. big... Um, I hold my breath almost like that'll I help you with eating. the swimming. <laughs> stop breathing. Well, you Aren't can't you breathe underwater. Breathe? No, you just well, hold I don't your breath. plan on being under the water. Just sort no. of like, you know, mid it's kind of mid-water. part of it. Is it? 
<laughs> a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. I'll tell you how it goes. Yeah. So I end up... Um, and I see it a lot when I am on stage. I get really activated and kind of anxious. And it's sort of like mobilizing. So this is when we talk about flooding. This is the space that people go into okay. is this middle rung. Um, okay. Now we're moving all the way down. So you're going from being activated. And sometimes when you spend so much time feeling activated, maybe it's been like a really overwhelming week, um, or you've been in fight or flight for far too long, you move even further down the ladder. And now you become, you go from mobilization to immobilization. This is where people feel like collapse. This is where depression lives. So what would you call this space and what color would you give it? I would call it arg. Arg? Arg. Ah. Okay. And it's like a thick gray. Gray. You're writing this down on your paper? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love the participation. I'm writing yours down it. too. So basically what I'm doing is I'm mapping. I'm mapping mm. your polyvagal sort of, uh, gosh, the terminology escapes me. But it doesn't matter because I'm giving, you're giving it your own terminology of where you're at. Where do you feel ARG in your body? Mm, almost always in my lower back or my calves. In your calves? Yeah. What does that feel like? I just carry a lot of stress in my calves. Like when my calves like start to tense up or feel like um, uh, tight, I that's well rather when I'm in pieces of stress, my calves and my legs start to get uh, like tight and angsty. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. By the way, right. can I tell you about my day today? Yeah. Are we totally transitioning out of this? No, no, no. I'm just telling you how excited I am about my day. I get to talk to you. Okay. Then I have my, one of my favorite clients next. Okay. Then I have my own personal therapy after that yeah. with my therapist yeah. who I love. Then having lunch with one of my very best friends. Then I'm getting a massage. Nice. And she focuses on my calves because she knows my body really well. Wow. Then I'm having an early dinner with one of my very best friends. And then I am coming home and I'll be by myself. It's like, it's going to be you don't, a great You have an empty house right now? Yeah. That's so great. You know totally what? Sad. I have an empty house today too. I know. Yeah. So it's sky blue day. That's, I'm going to call it a sky blue day. So we're That's back your to, sky blue as you're looking forward to it. Yeah. It's a lot of people, but it's a lot of people I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, okay. The whole point of mapping this, and I've been doing this with clients in session. I've also mm. been doing it in like taking an experience where, um, you know, there's maybe like a miss, a missed bid for connection and having people go through and literally look at their look at their ladder and basically identify, I started out feeling pretty stinking Zen. Like mm. I was in a good space. I wanted to connect with my partner. I was reaching out for them. I made a bid to connect and my partner didn't return that bid. Why did the partner not return the bid? So then we talked to the partner. Why didn't you return the bid? What was going on? They were, let's say, digitally distracted. Why were you digitally, digitally distracted? Mm. Well, I was feeling bleh. I was in the middle of the ladder. And when you go, when you move further and further down the ladder, there's less of a desire to connect with other people, more of a desire to kind of tend to your own needs. And so having couples talk about where they were at in the moment of what was going on for you. And so like the story might be, I was feeling Zen. I wanted to connect with you, reached out to you, was trying to talk to you. You didn't respond my bid for connection. And then I started to move down the ladder. I started to tell myself that you didn't care about me. You weren't interested in hanging out with me, that I was unloved. Boom. Now we're going into fight or flight. Hmm. Now we're starting to pull back and withdraw. And it's just a different way of looking at that. But I really love having people identify, number one, like 
what does it look like and what does it feel like in your body? Sometimes people get really confused. What's going on? Like the thoughts take over, but the thoughts we can change. It's connecting to the body sensations. I think is really important of like, Mm -hmm. what does that feel like? What did that, what was your knee jerk reaction in your body? What did you feel? So I've just been digging on this as a way to talk to people. And it's basically expanding what we talk about when we talk about flooding, what people do Mm -hmm. when they flood. Yeah, no, I'm into it. I think it's a really, I mean, I don't know if I would uh, use exactly the method that you're using, but I have been having these conversations more and more. And I think it speaks to two things for me. One is, you know, how important it is to be doing your own work. And I don't care if that's therapy or meditation or medication or exercise or being involved at your church or having a, you know, a small group that you hang out with. It doesn't matter, but some being in touch with yourself mm-hmm. so that you can be honest, frankly, about kind of how you show up in the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Because all of, I mean, if, if I'm in a conver- any conversation at all with Rebecca, any conversation at all, it doesn't matter what the conversation is if I'm heavy gray. Right. If I'm mossy green, it's going to go maybe a little bit better. If I'm sky blue, it's going to go a lot better. But mm-hmm. almost none of that has anything at all to do with Rebecca's response to me. Yeah. Like it really has to do with like whether I'm comfortable in my own skin. So there really is a piece of responsibility about that. The the other part that I was that it made me think about is kind of along these lines. It'd be interesting for people to be checking in with. Um, you know, uh, I'm so happy right now. Well, okay. Pause for just one second. How do you know? Uh huh. What data are you receiving from your body, from your mind? How do you know? Yeah. What does happy feel like? What does sad feel like? Mm-hmm. What does nervous feel like what does you know tired feel like and i think those are all really really i didn't know if that was is that the same thing the vagal yeah it is i mean it's a really good it is really good and there's something that i'm kind of learning is that you know we have like what you said is taking in data how do you know and a lot of times i guess you know more of what i'm learning is to trust your body rather than trusting your thoughts Trust your sensations and your feelings rather than trusting your thoughts because your thoughts can betray you. You know, they can tell you a lot of shoulds. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of old stories that fall into that and scripts that are unhelpful. And so, you know, being able to check in with your body and say, here's when I know I'm happy. I know I'm happy when I Mm -hmm. feel nothing. I am Mm -hmm. not aware of my body. That's when I know I'm happy. For Laura Heck, I'm happy when I sing. I'm a singer. Mm -hmm. And so actually, I think I started off this. Did you hear me singing this morning? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I think I was in my my happy place. Um, I... Yeah, I get it. I mean, I do ask clients all the time, like, how how do you know you're feeling connected? Or how do you know that you're feeling uh, that there's trust in the relationship? Or how do you know that you're feeling, you know, safe? Mm-hmm. What do, what do, what are the actual things? So I think taking an inventory of that and doing that um, is really cool. Really so good. you you said kind of a primary word, which is safe. And that's where, mm-hmm. you know, our, our conversations with folks when they start to get flooded is to be able to kind of like tap out and say, something has happened between the two of them where they begin to feel unsafe. They perceive a threat in the conversation. It could be their partner, you know, like standing up and raising their voice. And suddenly like you start to perceive a threat and boom, you're in fight or flight. You're in the middle of the ladder. And what we coach couples to do is take a break, calm down, get yourself back up into what's called ventral. It's like the top of the ladder, the top rung, your Zen place, and then come back to that conversation. Mm -hmm. The best brain. Yeah. 
So it's all about like safety. And what I've been having a conversation with a lot of folks, and we do this too, is what is it that sends those cues to you of danger? And having that conversation with your partner, because your partner may be totally unaware that when they get frustrated or you guys are in a heated conversation that they stand up and that is a total danger cue Mm -hmm. and having those conversations of like, what are the cues of danger that you may, you may recognize what are cues of safety? What would help you to feel more safe in that space so that you're not um, sort of like uh, subconsciously triggering that fight or flight and moving down the ladder. I think that's a really good conversation for folks to have is like, what are your safety cues? What are your danger cues? Just mm-hmm. so you become more aware of those. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I get into this conversation about safe with people all the time because people are, oh, I didn't feel safe. And I'm like, we need to talk about that because what, what are we talking about? Because I don't, I feel unsafe that maybe you're going to murder me in my sleep. Mm. is really different than I feel unsafe that you're going to cut me off if I start talking again. Uh We need to appreciate, we need to appreciate what we're really talking about here because not that it's not that those things aren't different versions of dangerous, but I hear a lot. I feel unsafe bringing issues up because Mm -hmm. one, you're going to use it against me. You're going to turn it around on me. It's going to become my problem rather Mm -hmm. than the issue. Um, And that's definitely a danger cue. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash M-T-R, and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. I have this other question that I've been thinking about a lot, and I I don't know, I I feel like we could dedicate a lot of time to this, but I want to plant the seed and see what you think. I'm having, uh, when... You know how we talk about people need to describe their feelings like soft and startup. I feel about what mm-hmm, and I need. Mm-hmm. I'm, I find that my skin, my hair stands up when people say, I feel attacked. Right. I feel well, yeah. abused. Uh-huh. And I'm like, mm, those aren't feelings. No. Um, they are interpretations of feelings. But what mm-hmm. you feel or I feel abandoned. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you feel lonely. And you right. feel angry about feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel like you feel, you feel inclined to, to blame somebody else for that. But, but whenever I say I feel abandoned or abused or attacked, it's not, it's not a feeling. It's actually an accusation, I think. And it's um, right, like I, what I you said, like an interpretation like, of feelings. You're putting meaning yeah. to that rather than actually just yeah. talking about the raw feeling that you're having. Which, well, and I think there's going, more data in the feeling. There's, Yes. And it's a lot easier for your partner to hear your feeling. If you're saying, Mm -hmm. I feel abused, 
now all of a sudden your partner is going I didn't to be abuse like, you. Right. Let me give you three reasons why you are not abused and why well, your feeling is not valid. And the, and the reason I thought of this is because I wonder where unsafe is in that. Like I feel unsafe mm-hmm. and they go, well, you were, I was, you were never unsafe. Right. I was never going to hit you. Sure. You know, well, that isn't, you know, so again, we have to kind of mess around with that for a little bit. So, I mean, I think that that's what I really love about talking about polyvagal theory is that we have these constant sensors. Like, well, this is what keeps us alive is just having this constant sensor that's on board, scanning our environment for cues of danger, cues of safety. And it's happening beneath the surface. And sometimes we are not even aware why we might feel a certain way. There's something in our environment that cued us to put it to feel unsafe. And our body has already snapped into you know it's like it's it's really Mm -hmm. attentive yeah Yeah. before our thought processes come on board our body has already responded by flushing us with cortisol and now we're starting to feel activated but we're not really sure why and i i love it because i think that it takes the blame out of anybody else and it's just simply our body's natural reaction to keeping us alive well, look at us. We started off, it was a little bit of a train wreck. And then we ended up talking about something that maybe... It's not a train would, wreck. And you were, you were definitely not on board with talking about polyvagal theory, but I think, I think you're down now. And now look what I've learned. I'm like smarter now than I was like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I'm going to take that into me. the rest of my, my, my great day with all my yeah. cool appointments. Yeah. So. Uh, so does that mean you want to land this plane? I don't know. You got anything else on your mind? I could tell you about these other clients. We got into a fight. Oh my gosh. Talk about getting, talking about getting, getting wound up. Talk about getting activated, heading into blah as a client. Seriously, we're talking about, we're talking about money, right? And money is always activating for people and they were going at it. And it was just like, I don't think, I think I told you, Rebecca and I, we just did like kind of spent last year doing this like um, money management kind of thing, retirement process thing. It's like actually really exciting. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it with couples, but I've been trying to explain them this new theory and Anyway, so we got into it and I finally, I came up with this solution because it was like money, money, money. It didn't make sense. Like nothing. They didn't understand anything I was saying. So I I gave each of them a penny and I said, next time you get in an argument about penny, uh, about money, just rub these two together, these two pennies, and it'll make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Such a long buildup and not knowing that it was a joke is the best part. I know. It was a really long buildup. You, um, you All right, listen, uh, must be in your Zen place. Cause that's I am. Two I'm, dad jokes. I'm, I'm very excited about my day. I'm very excited about 200 episodes. I'm sorry that you are not, but I think that's kind of a big deal. It makes me feel like uh official, like you kind of go, yeah, we have over 200 episodes. Also yeah. we have over 2 million downloads. That's pretty cool. We hit over 2 million. Yeah. Hey Zach, we're kind of a big deal. Do you want to know something else? Wait, we had two. Okay. Hold on. I did this wrong. <sighs> okay. Um, and there's one city where we had two downloads. Oh. Yeah. Do you know? Just two? Do you know? Is it Juno? Juno. Juno, Alaska. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. Uh, so somebody, there. either two people love us in Alaska or one person loved us twice in Alaska. Yeah. And when you say download, it just means they've downloaded the episode. Yeah. Or, yeah. or they have subscribed. They must have done that, downloaded the one we did about snow. I have no idea. I have no idea. Jason, that was his numbers. Yeah, that was bad. Bad one. But that's pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, happy two million. Happy two hundred. Yeah, two hundred, two million, and two. <gasps> and two. And two. Two, two, and Juno. Yeah. Two hundred episodes. Two million 
total downloads. That's a yeah, big deal. In 2022. You yeah. like it? My next uh, Instagram goal, by the way, is 2022 followers. That's what I want now. Okay. I don't know, hey, somewhere around 1600 or something now. But. So I mentioned at the top of the episode that <clears throat> this is my year of competing. Like, of competing. Sure. And I'm curious, like what year, what's your year? Do you know what it's your year of? What are you clear? Well, let me tell you about, um, yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm zeroing in on this. I think the word that I'm feeling most often right now is uninspired. And so, uninspired? Uninspired. Yeah. Ooh. I so I'm looking for inspiration and creativity in my day-to-day living. Okay. Yeah. I'm Which is you. why I'm super excited about one of our upcoming guests that I will tell you about uh, here pretty soon. Huh. Did yeah. you know that uninspired is actually what I title the bottom of the rung of my ladder? My dorsal. Oh, sweet girl. I know. I have a time in my life where I felt uninspired when I was in Salt Lake and I was a stay at home mom. And it just, it was really a tough, tough, tough time being Mm. in the house and not working much. And um, I remember myself feeling very gray and somebody should write a song about that. Oh, well, maybe Taylor Swift, if she ever shacks up, she'll, she'll know (laughs) what it feels like. No, isn't there one uninspired? I'm so uninspired. Anyway, I'll find it. Okay. I got to go, man. I'm, yeah. I'm running out of steam. Yeah. Um, let's land it. Your sweat has um, dried, which is pretty cool. And now your hair I've looks I've already fabulous. worked out today. I know. I, I have five miles to run and then I'm done for the day. Yeah. No, I'm okay. good. All right. Adios. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this 200th episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Um, hats off to my co-host who has been really picking up the slack and uh, really kind of like leading the charge in the last year. Oh, shucks. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think that there was a lot in this episode. I'm kind of curious to know what your sort of focus this year is going to be. If you have a, a word that describes where you're heading this year, what your intention is. I've had several of you reach out and ask me for the values worksheet. If that's something you're still interested in, you can hit Zach up on the Instagram, Marriage Therapy Radio. You can email us info at marriagetherapyradio.com. Most importantly, thank you for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.